I couldn't be more excited to announce that the official Noose and Seeing Other People merch collab is finally here. I put so much care and thought into the designs for this line. I really wanted each product to represent seeing other people and this community. And when I think of seeing other people and all of the listeners and the family here, I think of how empathetic we all are and how communicative we are and how we all want to provide each other with comfort. And so I really incorporated those values into all of the products. And there are shirts that say emotional support human. There's a sweatshirt that says double text. There is a long sleeve that says emotionally available and so much more. Check it out at www.wearenoose.com. That's N-U-S. And of course, links are in bio on all social platforms. I'm so excited. Check it out and let me know what you guys get. I can't wait to see it on you. Hey guys, it's Alana. Before we get into today's episode, I am so excited to talk about the latest updates for seeing other people. First of all, we have weekly bonus episodes out every Friday. And on these episodes, I am actually opening up more than I ever have about my personal dating life and my experiences and what I've been through and what I've learned. I also answer your questions and occasionally with the help of friends, family members, or even my boyfriend, Jake. And to get these episodes, it's $5 per month to subscribe. I know I hate asking you guys to pay for things, but it really does go a long way and it helps me continue to make this show happen. So if you want to have weekly bonus episodes and access to these, the link is in the show description. You can listen if you're on Spotify, Apple, wherever you are, Um, just head to the link that is in the show description through Anchor. Next. As you guys know, my favorite part about seeing other people has always been the conversations that I have with each of you, the listeners, about what's going on in your dating lives and how I can help you get through it. So I launched two one-on-one bookable sessions that you can book starting right now. If you head to the link in my bio on Instagram, it will take you to the menu through Linktree where you can actually select either of the options or you can go to my Calendly. That link is Calendly, C-A-L-E-N-D-L-Y.com slash Alana Dunn. And so there is Emotional Support Human, which is a 30-minute call anytime you need a friend or someone to get dating advice from, help make a decision with, or a quick vent sesh. I know you guys love to fill up my DMs asking for help, sending me voice notes, and I really do want to take the time to hear what you're going through and, and really give you my best advice and input. And sometimes we just really need someone to talk to. And I know sometimes it's hard to talk to the people in our lives about what is going on in our lives, which sounds bizarre, but you guys get what I mean. And So I'm here for you and I really look forward to these. They're so amazing and I love getting to know you all better. The second one is a dating app profile revamp. Obviously, as you know, dating app profiles are really hard to make. It's like dating apps expect us to be content creators that specialize in showcasing our best selves, but most of us aren't that. Luckily, I am and I know exactly what works and what doesn't work on dating apps from all of my work experience. So we will meet for 30 minutes and I will come all prepared with advice and actionable things that you can do to transform your dating app profile and help you get closer to finding what you're looking for. So again, all sessions are bookable through the link in my bio on Instagram and the Seeing Other People bio, or you can go to calendly.com slash Ilana Dunn. Thank you so much. Get ready for the episode. And I can't wait to get to know you all better and help you through the ups and downs of everything that is modern dating. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. When you're dating, it can be so easy to get caught up in the stress and anxiety of every situation. Why aren't they communicating? Why didn't they text me back? Am I getting ghosted? Why is this happening again? Why can't someone commit? I've asked myself all of these questions too, more times than I can count. 
You wouldn't believe what happens when you approach these situations with a different mindset and focus on solutions instead of problems. I started therapy because I was so stuck on the problems in my dating life. My therapist helped me learn why I was ending up in the same situations over and over and helped me come up with a different way and a different mindset to approach dating. If you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, accessible, affordable, and entirely online. Get matched with a therapist after filling out a brief survey and switch therapists anytime. Whether you want to be a better problem solver or a better dater, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash other people today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash other people. Hey guys, it's Alana and you're listening to Seeing Other People Unfiltered. Each Thursday on Unfiltered, I'll be bringing on a different anonymous guest to open up about their real life dating experiences. We'll discuss what they went through or are going through, how they navigated it, what they've learned, and what advice they have to anyone else going through something similar. Unfiltered is your reminder that no matter what you're going through, you're not alone. If you have a topic that you'd like to discuss on Unfiltered, please email your story to seeingotherpeoplepodcast at gmail.com to be considered for an episode. Real people, real stories, real life. This is Seeing Other People Unfiltered. On today's episode, I sit down with my friend who's a 28-year-old guy from New York City. We're going to call him Sam. Sam walks through his complicated relationship with a girl who we're going to call Taylor. Their relationship began just a few months before COVID and ended up unexpectedly being long distance due to quarantine. Sam shares the struggles that he and Taylor faced, including lack of communication, internal mental health issues for both of them, external pressures, family members adding their opinions in, and breaking up and getting back together multiple times. As always, Seeing Other People is presented by Mindset Wellness CBD. Definitely try CBD products if you are having any dating anxiety, any anxiety in any aspect of your life, struggling to sleep at night or anything in between. CBD and Mindset Wellness CBD products will really help you. I know they helped me and you'll hear Sam talk about how they helped him too. All right. Welcome into the episode. Thank you so much for being here. We're going to call you Sam for the purposes of staying anonymous because otherwise I would accidentally say your name. So Sam, welcome to the show. Thank you. Can I call you Alana? You can call me Alana. All right, I'll call you Alana. Sam, why don't you explain in your own words what you are here to talk about today? I'm here to talk about long distance relationships, especially in a time of COVID (laughs) and some of the issues that we face together, you know, shed some light on the difficulties and any of the challenges there and I'm sure there's other people in the same boat who've gone through similar things and, you know, hopefully help someone out. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm really excited to have you here. And and also, Taylor, that name is also an anonymous name. So don't (laughs) worry, we're not throwing anyone under the bus here. But um, okay, Sam, why don't you walk me through the beginning? How did you and Taylor meet? What was your dating life like at that point? Where in the world of like COVID and, and the timeline are we when this first started? Wow. Okay. Um, so a couple months before COVID, uh, Taylor and I met at a bar in New York City through mutual friends. I had been on like all the apps before then, but like, I think I had recently like taken a hiatus, kind of hated them. Like just like, you know, a lot of empty dates, didn't really want to do that anymore. And like literally thought to myself, I want to meet like a pretty like fun girl at a bar and just like, you know, have like a normal, like we met here story and yeah so we, we like immediately hit it off we bonded over like you know being like older siblings with like shorter 
I mean, taller, younger siblings and random stuff like that and had a day. And like that night, we like celebrated my brother's birthday and she ended up like hanging out with us for that too. Like just like came along, like tagged along, like she belonged there. And then my ex-girlfriend from like year and a half, two years before they happened to be there. So she got to meet her too, which was fun. But um, yeah, that's that's how we met. Um, now, obviously, like COVID hit a few months later and kind of complicated things. So before COVID hit and after that first date that ended up being a very long, unique first date. With um, a lot of other people there. Yeah. Yes, with, with siblings, with exes, all the people you don't usually want on your first date with someone. Right. Um, where did things go from there? Like, did you just start seeing each other? Did you decide like, yes, this is it. I want I want to date this person. How did things actually like start to unfold there towards a relationship? Okay, another great question. Yeah, I, I didn't decide I wanted to just see her off the back, you know, like I really like to take my time with things. As <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> definitely knows. Um, <laughs> she's helped me with many relationship advice situations in the past. <laughs> um, and trying to think, I think like a few days later, we had like a great first day. We went to like Freeman's and uh, down here by Nolita and uh right after that we went into like a van store like bought like matching beanies which is like something i don't know it's just everything just seemed like very natural and just like fluid with her like it just all happened and then you know came back to my place it was a little chilly out like gave her a sweater then we like bounced to like a rooftop next to me then we bounced like another rooftop like and you know we had a great day i mean i still have that beanie um but i still have your beanie Oh my god, you do! That's a great beanie. It's a great beanie. Yeah, I think I think you took the gray one too, which is my favorite yep. one. I don't even like the blue one in that version. Yep. Hey, I didn't take it. You gave it to me. Well, see, clearly I'm a gentleman giving her a sweater and when it was chilly out, giving you a beanie when you were freaking cold. But, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. It just kind of like started happening, and within like three weeks, I mean, I I had met someone out through like another friend uh, around the same time as her. And I took her out and like, I think two days later, like, you know, I didn't hook up with the girl or anything, but like two days later, uh, Taylor and I were in an Uber on the way to her friends. And she just said to me like, Hey, like, I just want you to know, like, I'm not seeing anyone else. I don't want to do this. Like if we are seeing other people and I was just like, like, that's way up my alley. I was like, yeah, like I'm very down for that, you know, especially considering I was into it. I'm sure if I wasn't, it would have been a different story, but like, when I do like someone, I feel very strongly about that. Like, yeah, like I do want to only see how this works with you. And I was like, like 100%, like I'm completely in the same boat. So that was like probably three weeks to a month in. And at that time she was like living, living with a roommate that wasn't the best, but like we were having like a blast every time we hung out. I think like our second date, she showed up like 45 minutes later or something. She's like terrible with directions. Um, and we had a great night then too, but you know, I did all like the normal, like really getting to know each other, like stuff, like didn't sleep together the first few dates. Um, but there, you know, the chemistry was there. Like we knew there was a connection, like still is, but, uh, yeah. So we eased into it. And then I think things kind of started to get a tiny bit rocky. She moved in with her sister just before COVID. I want to say like a month before. And her sister's just like a very large personality, great girl, just like, it was just like she Taylor was constantly like more stressed out living with her. And uh, I guess just to like 
he's in Titch. He ended up moving to DC. Family was from there. And, you know, after like COVID hit, she ended up like moving into DC a little bit, like six months after like living in just like her sister's apartment there. And ended up moving in with her other sister again, which like I was like, I don't know if you should do that. Like you guys like obviously love each other, just like not the most compatible living together. And mm-hmm. uh, that was kind of the start of like some problems for us, like when she moved in and when she moved in with her sister. Yeah. Okay, wait. So let's back up for a second. So you guys started dating. Everything's going well. You're communicating about like, I want to just see you. Everything's everything's great. And it seems like the start of something that you were looking for. And then COVID hit. And suddenly you guys are living different states, different living situations. So when the idea of moving to DC came up, like, how did you feel? Did you think that was going to impact your relationship? Were you on board with it? Like what was going through your head? And and what were the conversations like about how you two were going to make it work? Well, that? it all kind of happened so quickly. I mean, like, we, no one really planned for it, obviously. Like, we, you know this. Like, we, yeah. we were both it – ju- it just happened. Like, I remember, like, one day, I was, like, she was driving home because of what was happening. I was like, oh, I'm just going to wait it out, like, picking up some cup of noodles and stuff, like, <laughs> stocking up on, like, stuff like that just in case. And mm-hmm. um, then within a few days, I was flying home, too. And we just, like – I mean, I feel like they're literally still saying – two weeks to flatten the curve and it's been so much (laughs) so much time but uh, we didn't really talk too much about it when it first happened and then it's just kind of like I want to say like a month in or something like and you know this because I literally like consulted you on this like she kind of got a little weird after one weekend and like this was kind of the start of like our miscommunication like looking back with with the distance she said like her sister said something about like I wouldn't be with someone if I didn't want to marry them and like I guess Taylor like didn't hadn't thought about that before she just like kind of went into like her own little nook of like I'm gonna think about this on my own and maybe like talk to my sisters about it but she didn't mention it to me so it was like a pretty like brutal weekend I was like why is this girl ignoring me I was like shit like I guess we're just gonna end because of COVID and like we had like a really good trajectory I was still a little confused and like admittedly like I have mental health I don't want to say issues but I struggle with it at times and you know like there were like a few like instances in the beginning where like you know, like I could become like, have like an obsessive thought over like something she said and like whatever. And like little things, like she told me like her boss, like kissed her once. And like, I like kind of like, wouldn't be able to like let that go because I'd be like, that's really weird. And like, I know like, you know, she would go out and drink with him often. And like the guy was married. So I was like, like that just like rubbed me wrong too, because like I'm considering myself a very loyal person. So like, that was like one example of like, a thing that like I, it was very easy for me to like obsess over in the beginning but not really an issue and like obviously like I trust this girl so much like still even now like and we're not dating but um yeah I think the point was she just stopped communicating with me and it, then like we finally spoke about it and like I was like like it was just like such an obvious thing I was like Taylor like I wouldn't be with you either if I didn't think that like we you know if I didn't see a future with you like it's that simple And obviously, like, now and, like, the progress I've made with, like, actually having a good therapist, it's, like, you don't really need to think about that stuff. Like, sure, you should see yourself, like, with them, but you really need to take your relationship day day by day and, like... It's it's a really heavy question and something that's almost, like, unfair to put on someone. It doesn't matter if you're, like in your late 20s and your 30s like whatever stage you're at you're not going to know if you want to marry someone until you like go through a lot of shit exactly. with and them. it's like a timing thing too like you're gonna realize that at some point i think and i i think like in terms of like taking pressure off yourself in a relationship i, I think it's just important to be able to 
to know what you want at that moment in time. Like yeah. at that moment in time, I was very content FaceTiming with her and talking to her on the phone during like the beginning of COVID and stuff and just like having her in my life. And that's what mattered most. But yes, like at the same time, I think like, it's just like a given, like if you're with someone at that moment in time and you want to be with them at that moment in time, then you want to be with that. You, right. you see a future with them long-term. So I don't think like we should have put our pressure on ourselves with that, but yeah, that was kind of the start of our problems with like communication and distance. Okay. So you mentioned some like mental health stuff that you were dealing with that kind of ended up getting in the way. I'm curious, like when, did that start? And do you think that had like, was that you or was that things that like the relationship maybe brought out of you? And what, like, when did you start feeling that more than before? Because I, I, I mean, I know you and I, I know you were saying to me, like, I've never like felt this much anxiety before. Like, I right. don't know why I'm feeling this way. And like, it, it was just, it was confusing because when you start feeling something and you don't know where it's coming from. I know, and you you automatically, like, want to blame it on, you know, one of the harder things in your life, like, the long-distance relationship you're in and all of that. But it's, it's still tough to kind of, like, quantify what the actual issue was there. I mean, I definitely know, like, what played a big part in it. Um, so I think just through some hindsight or, you know, go backtrack quickly – uh, back in July after COVID, Taylor did move back here for a little bit, but she also suffers with anxiety. And like, obviously there was protests, there were rioting. Like, I mean, we were walking down the street and watch a store get looted, like stuff that just wasn't healthy. And she lived like very East, East village, which like, like a fine area, but like just didn't feel that safe being in the city alone. And she moved back to like, see if things could like work here for her and me. Mm -hmm. um, within a few weeks, I mean, she literally like, moved me into like a new room and was like crying on my bed like I don't think I can do this here like it wasn't just that like all her friends had left the city so she felt weird just like always coming to tag along with my friends and my friends that were in the city were like my C group of friends that like not like my closest friends that I want to hang out with just like who was here yeah. and she didn't always feel that comfortable around them which I was like that's fine like I don't always feel that comfortable around them I don't love hanging out around them but yeah it's, it's also a lot of pressure to put on a new-ish relationship like to move back to see if it can work especially yeah. during COVID and when life was such yeah. a big question mark. And it was like every night I was going to like sleep at her place. And like, that was like a little bit draining, but like not terrible. And I was just about to start my graduate program in September. Uh, after a few weeks of doing that, she moved back to DC. <laughs> and yeah, so then that kind of like started like the real long distance phase. Uh, I mean, she came to visit me like in early September for like the first visit and that was great. Like actually like, you know, like looking back on it, and this is something like I talked about with my therapist. She's like, when you didn't suffer through like the anxiety and stuff, like how did you feel with her? And I was like, that weekend was like, like amazing. Like we had an amazing time. Yeah. So now getting into like the mental health stuff. So basically early September, my dog of like 15 years passes away. Um, I can't go back home to see her because like she's in that bad of shape. That sucked. Uh, Taylor just moves into a new apartment in DC. Taylor decides she's getting a dog. <laughs> uh, myself starting school, like my graduate program, which is like something I worked really hard to get to, something I really like wanted to focus on. But yeah, all these things. And then um, I've kind of been treating myself with uh, benzodiazepine 
uh, clonazepam, which if any of you have seen Queen's Gambit, that's like the pill that she took basically to see chess pieces on the ceiling. <laughs> I like would take, it was the smallest dosage, I had 0.5 milligram, but it was, I would take a quarter of that pill, like basically daily just to cope with like the stressors of like what I was dealing with and like not terrible, but it can be like an addictive drug. It can be super helpful to those people that need it. I don't think I was addicted to it. I think I just became reliant on it, whatever I had anxiety. And then when I, I, um, and she had her fair share of experiences in middle school and high school on SSRIs, like tried a few of them, hated them all, felt completely numb. Uh, now basically treats herself with weed like nightly. Um, but lost my train of thought for a second, but, um, yeah, so I decided to just like go cold Turkey on that. Um, and I was visiting, I think for like her birthday weekend and, you know, towards the end of the weekend, I was like, I need to take a little bit of this and, you know, called someone at my graduate program. Like they have a helpline and like made an appointment with the psychiatrist. That psychiatrist is like, you should really try an SSRI, which anyone listening, that's a antidepressant, which I wasn't really taking for depression, but, um, they are used to treat anxiety. Um, unfortunately in my case, it ended up amplifying depression. <laughs> and so, yeah, took an SSRI. It was called Lexapro four to six weeks in, they say you can like have kind of like a breakdown. I literally had that breakdown and I was like crying for no reason. And I was visiting her that weekend. I think that was Halloween. Uh, and obviously like she just got a puppy and she was taking care of the puppy and couldn't bring the puppy to visit me. And that, you know, I was only visiting her for a few months. She ended up not coming to visit me again until December. And that like affected me because other people's opinions came into play and they were kind of like, oh, well, she should be visiting you just as much. And I don't know. I think in relationships, it's really your decision, your call to make and something where like you need to be able to be like, I'm going to support my you know significant other through this because like she got this puppy and that's her responsibility. And like her family's not just going to watch a puppy and stuff. Mm -hmm. I feel like I can, I can relate to that at this current moment with Barkley. But, yeah, um, right. Was, while you were supporting her, though, like, was she being supportive of you and what you were struggling with and, and your the fact that you had just started school and all that? Okay, like, she was. She definitely was. She was definitely, like, there for me and all. It's just, like, it's felt hard for people to be there for someone, like, especially when you're going through, like, a mental health issue with distance but then when I would see her it was like whatever this like Supro was like messing with my head it was like I'd be like very uneasy when like I'd be going to see her like it'd be like a new change of scenery like stuff just like that would make me uncomfortable and like um she was definitely there for me and like I, like believe me like I had like times with her there where like I was like I don't want to do anything but like lay in bed because I was in like such a bad state and like I had never felt any like depression on that level so Taylor's sister, obviously, like, we, they lived together. She saw how I was acting, how I was being impacted. And I was very open with her because, like, it was something I was learning to do, like, be open with my mental health and, like, what I was on. I, I, like, left a little early from one trip because I was, like, we were supposed to go to brunch with her family and, like, her two sisters and their boyfriends. And I left. And I was, like, I just, like, can't be in this, like, social environment right now. Like, I'm so sorry. Like, you know, like, I'll see you guys, whatever you know, then like I opened up to her sister about everything and her sister ended up like putting this idea in her head that I didn't know how to break up with her. And 
like like I told a lot of before, there are like so many factors, like external factors. And I think what, like the biggest thing was communication. Then it came down to like our lack of communication and like being long distance was like, it kind of brought us to like a point where we were seeking advice from other people that would impact like how we actually felt about each other and like where our mind was with everything. Um, obviously like my mental health struggles, like with the distance and like everything going on around COVID, like I'm an extremely social person and like love going out, love being like everyone like me here. And I couldn't freaking do that during COVID. So like that was weighing on me on top of like everything else that I was dealing with the new meds and stuff. But um, yeah. And, and that's not even the worst because then she ends up moving back home at some point and it's like, I'm going to date her parents every time I'm visiting. So yeah, those are like the big issues that I, I dealt with and, I don't know. At, at some point, Alana, you want, I feel like I should stop talking. <laughs> no, no, you're good. I think there are a lot of really important points that you made. And, and I remember throughout the whole yeah. time, a big thing was her sister's opinions being thrown into the mix and kind of guiding her train of thought and like kind of putting ideas in her head that weren't necessarily true. And I remember that was really hard for you because, of course, that's her sister. Like she, her sister, she's known her sister her entire life. And her yeah. sister is somebody that she trusts and, and clearly goes to, and it has a really close relationship with. And I think that that's a really difficult thing in any relationship because like her sister didn't see everything. Her sister didn't know every, every part, every side, all the good, like the good things, the bad things, exactly what you were going through. And, and that's it's a, just any relationship too. Whenever you seek, I think when people seek advice for something, when they're not, you know, really getting clarity from their significant other or anyone that it, the situation might be about, I feel like they position their advice seeking, like what they, how they just depict a story or like display it to whoever they're asking in such a way that they get the advice back that they want to hear. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like if yeah. she's talking to her sister about like something with me and she's like worried, like, cause I'm not being 100% and like I left before brunch she's kind of trying to protect herself a little bit and like that's possibly how her sister gets to those conclusions but at the same time I was dealing with the same thing I wasn't talking to her about things and I was talking to everyone else about things and everyone else is telling me she should she should be visiting me too and I'm trying to be understanding of her having a dog and like be there for her as much as you know like I needed her too and like I guess be a little selfless because like I definitely needed her while I was going through all that mental health shit but it it, you know just like being in a long distance relationship starting the new medication was not beneficial um yeah and I, I remember whenever you would come to me for advice about it it was it was tough because I felt like Every time you would come to me about like, also like, like you and I have history together. So it's not like you were going to come to me and be like, like, yes, you would come to me and be like, everything's amazing, but you're not going to tell me every single positive detail about this relationship. So every time you would come to me, it was about the negative. And so when you would come to me for advice, I'm like, I was in a weird situation because every time (laughs) I heard about her, it was about something negative. It was about how you were struggling. It was about her sister putting these ideas in her head, the marriage thing, the family stuff. And even even me. Yeah. Me, me having people put ideas in my head and like, I mean, who's also, who's going to seek advice for like positive things in a relationship. Right. Exactly. So it's usually like you've got people about the, the, right. People are hearing the bad things. And, And I kept saying like, um, 
like it was it was weird for me because all I ever heard was the negative. But of course, like you loved her. Of course, there were things that yeah. made you want to make it work. Um, yeah, I I want to get into what happened because I think I think a big thing that I want to talk about is the fact that you guys broke up, got back together, broke up again, and then there was this big need to get her back. And so if we can jump to that part of the story, I think there's there's kind of a lot to pull out from there. Right. Wanna... Yeah, so she finally decides to visit. I was home, like still living in the city. She came to visit in December and I was doing like an Italian dinner party, like trying, like I said, I'm social, like wanted to have like a bunch of people over during COVID, um, like close-ish friends and stuff, like whoever was around. So I like, please call Mike, would love to have you here. And her sister wanted to come too, because her sister wanted to uh, to see some friends too and wasn't supposed to stay with us. And, oh my God, fuck, to like complicate this, like her sister had slept with my little brother at one point. And like my little brother was seeing someone else at that point. And yeah, so like she's coming to like, she came to visit and like was going to come to like the dinner party maybe if anything, but like basically be out of her hair the whole time. Whoever her sister was supposed to stay with fell through. I don't know what the hell happened, but she ended up staying on her couch the whole time. So, like, Taylor would get a little stressed because, like, her sister would be making noise in the apartment and, like, everyone's still sleeping. It was just, like, a bad combo and, like, she was stressed about everything just, like, kind of kept boiling over. And, like, so she would, like, go out and walk the dog in the street and, like, I live in an area where there's a lot of homeless people around. And, like, that would make her uncomfortable. So there was, like, all these, like, stressors and, like, stimulus that were just, like, impacting her anxiety. I felt like I was, like, doing my utmost to, like, help her out. She wasn't really communicating what she needed for me. Like, it, like the morning we woke up, I was like, oh, like, I'll help you walk your dog. And she was like, no, it's fine. I got it. And then, like, somehow when she talked to her sister on, like, the train ride back, like, the story got, like, mixed up. And she was calling me and, like, saying I wasn't there for her, like, after. And I was like, what? And, like, we broke up. And, like, three days later, she broke up with me. And I was, like, super confused about it. I was like, what the Over hell? Over the phone? Yeah, like, over the FaceTime. And, like, it was her sister's, like, egging her on there. Like, it doesn't sound like he's being that, like, sincere about, like, your feelings or, like, understanding. And I was, like, I was, like, it's because, like, the story you're telling is completely different than what happened. And, like, I was, like, this is not what happened at all. And I was, like, I was trying so hard to make it comfortable. And anyway, she broke up with me three days later. She's, like, I'm sorry. I fucked up. Like, can you talk? I was, like, sure. Like, people make mistakes. Whatever. Um... We talked, everything's fine. Then, like, she's dealing with a lot of issues around, like, her apartment and, like, the landlord, and they get out of that, but they're moving out in, like, early January, and I wanted her to come visit me in Miami for New Year's, and uh, and she ended up, like, pushing it and, like, wasn't, like, we didn't really talk about it. I was upset about it, and, like, then, like, one day she was, like, driving and sent me, like, a big, like, voice memo thing, like, just, like, hey, like, I'm so sorry. I'm just, like, literally crying right now. Like, I feel so bad. It just hit me, like, that I've been so, like, engrossed in, like, this apartment situation that, like, I just completely neglected you and, like, coming to visit you and, like, spending New Year's with you and your family. And I was, like, I appreciated it, but I was, like, obviously, like, still a little hurt by it. And she's, like, I promise, like, I'm going to book a flight, like, no matter the price, like, in the next few weeks. And she did. She came down. But, like, obviously, like, after, you know, like, we, I was, like, a little hurt by that all and, like, I don't know, that whole situation. I had, like, just spent Christmas with her family and all. And it just, like, she came to visit, and I was, like, not on the best mind space, obviously still on the same medication, not really realizing, like, how bad it was impacting me. 
Um, so we had like a decent trip in Miami, but like I was like a little on edge and like just like not really like that interested in it. It sounds terrible. I like I don't really know how to describe it, but like I was kind of like off of the relationship a tiny bit just because of that. And then anyway, she comes to visit me again, like Valentine's Day weekend. I get a hotel um, the night before Valentine's Day. Like I'm kind of having like a breakdown with everything. And, you know, she brings her dog too. like can't leave the dog anywhere. And like obviously like didn't want that, like love the dog, just like wanted it to be us two kind of thing. And I basically tell her Valentine's Day, I was like, you know, like thinking back on our relationship, the things that like, I like knew I liked being with her and wanted to be with her. I just like figured out like something was off with me. So I like told her, I was like, I need a few days, like after you leave to just like figure this out. Like, I was just like, I know something is off. I'm not sure if it's my meds or what, but I just need to talk to the people. I need to focus on myself for a few days. Just please let me, which is like not something out of the ordinary. Like that she had done that to me at one point, like basically gave her a week to go like live at her grandparents while they were out of town and like be on her own while she was like dealing with some depression during this i mean like who the fuck didn't deal with depression or anxiety during COVID? Right. but um it's just like i was understanding of it and like obviously like i said this to her and her thought process immediately jumped to like oh my sister said you don't know how to break up with me again and i was like are you fucking kidding me i was like fuck this like and like i had no right because like i had let other people impact my relationship too but like I, that was just like one of the things that like we'd already put to bed and I thought we did. And I was just like, you know what? Like, then we should just like break up. Like, if you think I don't know how to break up with you and like, I need space, let me break up with you. So we broke up the night before Valentine's day, I, like drove her to her friend's place in the city. And, and she like drove home the next day, which is fucking terrible. Like I feel, still feel awful about how all that played out, but it was the only way that I knew how to get my space. And I got my space. I talked to my psychiatrist like that week which by the way like if you're ever talking to a psychiatrist and they try and prescribe you something within 10 minutes tell them to fuck off and find a new psychiatrist because you need someone who will actually listen to you and not just be like oh like we throw everyone on antidepressants like you can try one of five like another one other thing i want to say quickly about that is i know like you mentioned your experience on lexapro every single medication is going to impact people differently so like, to anyone listening who like might be considering taking Lexapro, don't be afraid to take it now because of yes. experience. Because, like I've been on Lexapro for years and it has been such an incredible thing for me. I, I have friends me. too, just, just like you, Alana, who like it has helped them immensely. Like friends who's like, you know, like dealt with like a parent passing away, went on it and like, they, it's like how they function. Like it's great drug like for people that need it and that it hits them right. Like, you know, but they're, every every drug will impact people differently. Right. So and and, if, and if one doesn't work, you can try I... you can try another one. My older brother tried one, didn't work. I think it was actually Lexapro, which should have been an indicator for me. Mm-hmm. And then ended up, I think he's on like Zoloft now. And yeah. that's helped him out. So it's like it, there's plenty out there. You can try ones. I ended up after this discussion with my psychiatrist just being like, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't like I don't want to take a medication. I want to do this on my own. And my ex at that time had been pushing me to get a therapist, which I hadn't really done. <clears throat> it's just like very hard to find like the right person to talk to yeah. for, you know, that kind of stuff. But um, yeah, I told my, my therapist, I want to wean off of it or my psychiatrist. So I did wean off of it. Um, and then I literally went home to Miami. Cause I was like, I like, it was around March that time. I was like, I need some like 
time out of the city, which like was probably a bad idea because there's so many good distractions here. But and like I was living under my parents' roof again, and like I was just like very, very like sad, like coming off the meds and like you know just in general like about the relationship. So this is the part that Alana loves because she helped me with it and. I guess it's like a hopeless romantic kind of thing or something. I don't know if I love it. The whole time I was doing it, I was like, this is not like, I don't know. Okay. Don't, you well, won't insult me. Say whatever you want. No. Okay. So you, you, you wanted to get her back. You decided like, fuck, yeah. I messed up. And like, you were miserable. And and like, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Like you were telling me like, you like were crying in the shower. Like you yeah. wouldn't get out of bed. You weren't eating. Like you were not okay. And, in a bad spot. Yeah, you were in a really bad place. And and I've been there too. And I know I know what it feels like. So that's why I wanted to to help you out. But at the same time, you were like, I made the biggest mistake ever. I need to get her back. Which I was like, mm, I don't know if that's the right thing. Like, maybe, but like that takes some time to focus on like, yourself. <laughs> but like if that's what you're saying you need, like I'm gonna support you in that. But I was super conflicted because I was like, I don't know, like I, I kinda wanna like push him to not, but like I did sometimes where yeah. he wanted to like send a text send something and I made you like wait and then you decide no I don't need to but let's get into the uh the, the, oh. the yeah <laughs> this is this is good fun before I got into all the like letter writing and like intense stuff I texted her a few days after we had broken up just saying like hey like basically the same thing she said to me like almost verbatim verbatim whatever the fuck um so almost the same thing she said to me verbatim i said like hey like i fucked up like can you talk like literally the exact same thing Mm -hmm. um that was after like i stayed up i think like all night and like was like i just like was so like anxious about like getting that text out i couldn't sleep and like i knew i was gonna text her that morning but the problem was with that text that i think two nights prior I had gone out for a friend's birthday dinner with two other friends. Um, so it was four of us and I, we like pre-gamed a little at their apartment. We had like these Kentucky mules or something. It's like a whiskey, like Moscow mule kind of drink and had like four or five of those there. Then we had like nerds rope edibles, which <laughs> basically like I was like completely crossfaded and one of them posted to their Instagram story, like a photo of us at dinner. And like, I looked like I was happy as fuck. Cause like, you know, I had those four mules. I was just eating like a, like 40 milligrams of a, an edible. <laughs> like the most I'd ever eaten. And we're at dinner. We split two bottles of wine between four of us. We had a great dinner and I was happy. And I had opened up to them before, like we started really drinking about like what I had been dealing with, like filled them in a little bit on the relationship, told them I was in a texter. So then, like, I get home from that dinner that night, um, call my parents, told them, like, I was going to text her. I was originally planning on texting her, like, the next morning after that dinner, but, like, didn't because I was so fucking hungover and I wanted to be coherent in case she actually did want to talk. And I always have, like, these terrible weed hangovers where, like, I feel like I can't function. So anyway, um, I found out later when we ended up talking again, like, a few months down the road that, like, that was, like, the final straw for her. She saw I was happy and dandy, and she's like, okay, I'm going to let him move on and live his life. I was not happy and dandy. I was like fucking miserable still at that point. And then she started posting that her looking happy and dandy. Yeah, that's how it all started. And then that drove you crazy. And it wasn't even like I posted that to my story. I didn't even repost it. I was tagged in it. I was just like she followed my friend and saw that I was happy. And I was like, 
but I'm not happy. I was like, you can fill in all the blanks you want. And like her sister ended up opening up to me at one point and being like, I didn't follow you right after that. I was pissed off because you've just like broken my sister's heart and you were having fun. And I was like, I was like, listen, like I was extremely crossfaded. Like, sure. I might've been having fun in the moment. I was happy that I opened up to like some of my close friends about why I'd been so distant with like the stuff I was struggling with. And, you know, like I did feel good, but like uh, court, sorry, but like, Taylor was always on my mind and like I was thinking about her so anyway like that sent me back so much because like we didn't we couldn't talk um basically because she like didn't want to hear from me so she ignored my text then my next thought process was like okay like I hadn't gotten a chance to give her like the gifts I wanted to give her in January from like our anniversary of like meeting each other which I think was our year anniversary and um I was like, I'm going to send her a box with like, it was like this pretty little painting of like the bar we met at. Uh, And like, I was going to send her a letter and I was going to send her like, I don't know, a hoodie and like something. Oh, I had like bought like a birthday gift for her sister from like a plate, like a dessert shop that she loved that like I, you know, was going to send back with Taylor, but didn't get the chance to. So I sent that too. Anyway, like I wrote that first letter, didn't get a response from it, but she was obviously like thinking about it. Oh. And by letter, he means like like multiple pages, pouring his heart out. Like this, you're the oh. person I want to spend my life with. This is the biggest mistake I've ever made. Okay, I you're making me feel pathetic here. What? You're making me feel pathetic here. No, but, but that's what you. I mean, that's at what you. Le- said. At least this is anonymous. But that's what you. That's what you said, and that's how you felt. I don't think I said I want to spend my life with you, but like yeah, I, I can pull him up. No, but <laughs> but um, I definitely said stuff along the lines like I I want to spend okay i guess i did say that basically because, well because you knew if you tried to get her back you couldn't break well, up with her again right so like, I, had, I had to be committed if you wanted to get her back it was going to be for good you know so i think we i think i ended up writing like three letters total maybe all together just like explaining stuff like telling her i was taking the necessary steps like i had a therapist which i've since dropped that therapist because like i realized it was one of those therapy sessions where it's just like she kind of seems like she's there for the gossip. Like she was literally just like nodding her head. Out. I was just like venting for like an hour basically. And she would just, it, there was just like nothing in there. And I told her that because I struggled with anxiety and that's why I got an antidepressant. I wanted to, I wanted to, um, what's it called? Try and practice cognitive behavioral therapy, which is like a way to, to work around anxiety through like kind of like rewiring your thought process in your brain to like think differently. So we ended up like not really working on any of that. So that therapist ended up being a dead end and kind of another reason why like I made no progress between, you know, back then and in Valentine's day until like when we were back together as recently as like June and I like still was dealing with anxiety and like trying to figure out ways to treat it. And I don't know, obviously like people say like, well, if you're so anxious, like maybe she's just not the right person. But like the reasons I was anxious was like, because like I was overthinking and like, I overthink a lot. Like I was overthinking the fuck out of things. Like I literally had a conversation once with my parents, like, I think she's smart, but like, obviously like, I was like, is she smart enough? Like, am I going to have smart kids? And my parents were like, Sam, like we know this, the dumbest couples who are the smartest kids. So it was just like, you know, it, it, I would I would overthink stuff like that, and I'd constantly like be comparing myself to other relationships, or like, you know, like think about like a girl that like maybe I thought like 
I could have potentially been with before I even met Taylor and like just like overthinking so much and just like not being happy in like my current situation and just putting so much pressure on myself to like find the right wife, I guess. And like, you know, and like just really like, like we said in the beginning, like thinking too much about like, like thinking too much about like who I'm going to spend the rest of my life with and not just like who I want to be with in the moment. You know what I mean? So like that's where my anxiety like really comes from and like it's really just like an overthinking and like some sort of like obsessive thoughts not like in like a i'm not like an obsessive boyfriend just like obsessive thoughts in the way like where i'll latch onto something and like really just like go down the rabbit hole and like start spiraling with anxiety so it wasn't like i think our circumstances the distance didn't help that of course and the fact that like we weren't communicating like because we didn't want to ruin the few days we had together in person um, and just like never really talked about it over FaceTime, like serious stuff. But yeah, I, I don't know. I just think like my anxiety in general was just like a big thing and like it's something I'm working on. And, you know, I had been treating it for four years with that small dose of clonazepam, which like helped me, but like wasn't a good long-term solution. And then, you know, tried the SSRI and I, <laughs> it's funny because I feel like this, conversation is supposed to be about long distance relationships but now it's more so just like anxiety and like my i mean it, this is like anxiety. it's real though it's i it's it is very there's real. so much it's not just like it, it maybe it was the distance that impacted the most but maybe it wasn't you know maybe it was the lack of communication maybe it was the opinions from other people maybe it was the mental health stuff like I, and that's any relationship it's never just one thing you know maybe, maybe we'll need to do a uh another episode so any any fans out there any listeners if you want another episode you can find the sam and taylor long distance gofundme (laughs) (laughs) Um, gofundme (laughs) donate as minimum of five dollars if you want another episode (laughs) we get a thousand dollars we'll read the letters (laughs) (laughs) and you know wait wait, hold on i can i can i like there are a few things that i really want to to kind of talk about me because you know it's so easy for me to get off topic and there's so many things that i'm trying to connect because there were so many things there there are just a few things i think as as a girl i think a lot of us wonder like why do we do things like obsess over like whether or not they saw our stories whether or not they like their friends are looking at our stuff and i think that's something that we think like is just to us but i'm I'm scrolling back um in my text conversation with sam he's gonna hate me for this but like (laughs) Um, I remember you, okay, you got, you, you go, I saw Taylor posted a story on snap of her dog. So I figured out through Google, if you can tell if someone follows you back on snap, you, if you see her oh snap score God. and I do see hers. So I guess maybe she just refused to click on my snaps when I first came down or stayed off the app. Like you were fully like trying to figure out if she was looking at stuff, if her friends were looking at stuff, if she unfriended you on Snapchat. I I was Photoshopping pictures of you like because you wanted to post a good picture of you at the beach because she posted one of her at the beach. Like well, it's it was I wasn't doing just the beach because she was at the beach. I was just like No, no, it was just like where beach. you were. Yeah. But like there are there are all these things that like we do and we feel like we're crazy for doing them and that we're the only ones. And like I it's just there's we're, it's not just us. We're not the only <laughs> ones, but like, yes, it was fucking crazy. <laughs> like, yeah. Like I, I ended up not posting a photo at the beach. I like was, I've never done anything like that. I barely posted Instagram. I just like thought I wanted to do that to like kind of show like, oh, like I'm well too, but I'm really not. <laughs> and yeah, 
And you, you uh, said about your friend, you go, I told him last night to take a video of me playing with his dog and he did, but only he, but he only posted it to his close friends. And I was like, dude, get your head in the game. And I made him take another right. and he didn't want to post it. All right. We, we can stop reading our own text. <laughs> but yeah, I, I was, I mean, also like just my old relationship background and stuff. Like I dated a girl in high school who sucked um, only for like 10 months, but like we were almost going to do long distance for like a year while she did an extra year of high school in France. Um, that didn't work out, obviously. <laughs> then um, dated a girl at, right after I graduated college who was younger than me, who was still in college. And that was like a decent relationship, had like it's whatever, but like was never going to work. Basically, like just to kind of knew that like those weren't, gonna work and like I guess it just wasn't as real because like I wasn't as ready for something and like this relationship with Taylor like I was very ready so like this was definitely my first experience like like understanding these like I guess like obsessions or like wanting to see who like sees your story and like even when I'm single like I like you know like I do like peek sometimes like who's seeing my story and I'm like oh like they looked at her like oh they like my post like you know like you you want to see those things I mean just as recently like I talked I took a girl out twice and she like stopped responding to my text when I was gone for like three weeks, um, which was fine. Like, you know, I asked her a question. She didn't respond. So I just let it be. But then like towards the end of my trip, she like liked my Instagram post. Oh, like maybe she's still a little interested. Just like didn't want to respond to that specific question. I don't know. So like I feel like a lot of people do like still look at that. Um, me personally, like I'm pretty much ready to just like delete Instagram off my phone because it's just like so time consuming and not something I need in my life when I'm trying to focus on like graduate school and stuff. Uh, but yeah, I guess I'm just as crazy as all the other chicks out there. <laughs> but what, at what point did you start to feel like you would be okay without her? I always kind of knew like I'd be fine without her in a sense. Like I wanted to be with her, but I think like there are a ton of other people out there. I just kind of knew that I wanted to be heard by her and I wanted to hear her thought process on it because I get, I think it's only normal to want to communicate a little bit at that point, especially when you're starting to realize that you haven't been communicating well. Um, but yeah, I, she ended up texting me one day and I was like completely out of the blue. I was literally on like a call with like some like entrepreneurship, like program, like help thing for school and like, it was like having like a serious conversation. I saw like her text pop up and she, mind you, like she had like not responded to me in like a month and a half, two months. And I was like, Oh shit. And I just like literally like stopped the guy where he was. And I was like, I'm so sorry. I forgot. I have another call. And like I scheduled and like, mind you, this was like at like four, like let's say like four twenty two in the afternoon. And I was like, like who schedules a call at four twenty two? Like four like thirty. Like Sorry, no reason. Jump. Yeah, like I didn't need to rush off immediately then. And he was like, "Oh yeah, sure." And I was like, "Yeah, yeah like I gotta go." Like read the text, and it was like she was like, "I'm not doing well either." Like can you, or like can you talk tonight or something? And I wasn't sure what to expect. Like it was very like vague. I was like, she might just be like giving me the courtesy of this because she did say she would reach out to me eventually when she was ready. Um. So I like fully prepared myself for that call to be like she's gonna just be like, I can't do this again. And like, much to my surprise, she was like, I'm not doing well either. Like, I do want to, like, be with you. And I was like, holy shit. And like, I think I, I think it was like at that point when I knew to finally answer your question, that was at that point when I knew that like, she was finally going to talk to me and she was going to like, tell me like, 
that like she just can't do it but she appreciates everything that's when i like accepted that like i wasn't gonna be with her or whatever and was like fine with it which is terrible because it was like right before the call i finally was like okay like i'm fine with this like just completely prepare myself to be like completely let down and then she was like i miss you so much and i was like oh fuck like i just like rewired my brain to be fine with like not having you in my life so i'm on that call and i have to like completely change change my mindset we decided to give it another shot i went to visit her at the hotel mind you again like not treating myself with any anxiety medication like first thing what happened like her sister drops her off i go down to meet her her dog comes to the hotel again because she like can't have her family watch it she like didn't want to leave the dog she didn't create training so she didn't want to leave the dog at home with her family and like her fa- her parents are very social so like no one would be home like all the time with the dog and the dog needed someone home all the time whatever you're making me nervous that barkley is now going to ruin my relationship listen alana like <laughs> just be mindful crate train your dog if you have to oh oh i've been up all night because i'm crate training him and all he does is cry through the entire night i haven't slept in a week oh my god but i guarantee you it's better that you do that now and like oh yeah it's just like you crate train them until they're like somewhat responsible enough to be on their own i think and like you don't always need to put them in the crate but i don't know at a certain point like all my dogs outgrew it back home but i think the point is it's just like you're trying to fix your relationship and like you bring the dog to a little hotel room and it's a hyper ass dog. It's a puppy. And I, like, I love the dog. I think it's a beautiful dog. It's the sweetest dog, smartest dog, like worked wonders for anxiety. I was also, don't worry, the dog's not listening to this podcast. You know, I just don't want her to be hurt. <laughs> she can feel it. But the, the dog, like I was in support of it because it was good for her anxiety. And like, she was living with her sister and like not doing well in that situation. So I was like, this will help like ease the tension with them. So, like, I was always in support of things that would help her anxiety, even though I knew that was going to impact our distance and our relationship. But, um, yeah, she came to the hotel. Her sister drops her off. Her sister says some, like, snarky, smart-ass comment. Like, you, you two keep your head on straight or something. And I was like, what the, like, and, you know, I was just like, this girl's like kind of a bitch. Like, you know, she's not even, like, considering, like, what, she's, like, the part she's played in this relationship at times, but mm-hmm. that kind of, like, set me off a little bit, and just, like, was one of those things, and then, obviously, I started, like, overthinking, like, keeping my head on straight, because, like, I wasn't on any anxiety meds, and I was, like, can I do this without this, and, like, I'm thinking about the relationship, and I had, like, this whole plan, like, I had bought, like, fireball and, like, liquor, and we were gonna, and some beers, and we were gonna drink in the apartment, in the hotel for a little bit, like, and, you know, just order in that night and chill, and, it just like I started to spiral a little bit and like I didn't really want to drink or anything and yeah so like it started off a little bad then I took the next day like a little clonopin because I was like I just need to be like comfortable and like not spiraling the whole time so I did that and it was like a little bit better and fine and you know left that weekend kind of like shit but like knowing that like it's me that's like allowing myself to spiral down these this path and stuff like sure like the stimulus was like her sister at that point and like the fact that I was just like nervous, like finally being back with my ex in like the same spot, but it was, you know, me that was like letting my mind run that way. Um, and I told her I was open with her about, it. I was like, my mind is running a little bit. And like, we talked about it but anyway, like ended up like visiting her again, like a week or two later at her parents' house. Like her parents are all like very chill. They were like, like what happens with you guys is like your thing. As long as you guys are happy, that's all that matters. Like we went through our own stuff too. Like they separated at one point after they had kids for like a year just to like kind of get their heads on straight so they get it 
Um, you know, they've dealt with shit. But, yeah, it was fine being there. I was fine. And then, I don't know, I went, like, Memorial Day. And, like, you know, I was going every time. Like, we couldn't do anything. And I was trying to plan stuff. I'd be like, can we go to a Red Sox game? Um, oh, fuck. That's a good catch by me. I was like, can we go to a baseball game? Um, like, I, like, let's get out of the house. Like, leave Brandy for a little bit. Maybe your mom will watch her or something. She's a, she never felt comfortable asking her parents to watch her because it's her responsibility. And, like, that's how, like, they would have guilt-tripped her into that and stuff. And, yeah, which is, like, crazy because, like, I know, like, I could, like, if I had a puppy, I would be able to leave it at my parents' place or something mm-hmm. with them. And I don't know, like, maybe they're not as social as hers are, but whatever. Anyway, like, Memorial Day comes around. We're literally just, our plans are to sit in our house all weekend at her parents' place because she's moved back to her parents' place now since January, basically. But... Um, yeah, so it's, like, raining all weekend, too, so it's, like, not the best situation, and, like, I don't know, something sent me off, like, that Friday morning or Thursday morning, which is so weird, because I got in, like, Wednesday night, and, like, like saw her, like, it was, like, midnight, like, and I, it was, like, there was no other place in the world I wanted to be, like, I was so happy to be with her, like, everything was fine, like, my anxiety was fine, nothing was a problem, and, like, had great sex, like, just amazing place to be at the time, like, so happy. And then um, the next morning, like, something sent me off. Like, we went to get bagels with her mom or something. I don't even know, like, what it was. But, like, I slowly started to spiral. And then, like, it was, like, everything that she was saying, I started to, like, slowly analyze. Like, again, like, I wasn't – at this point, I was literally treating my anxiety with edibles. Like, full-blown, like, THC, like, get high edibles. <laughs> and I – uh the problem with that is, like, for me, at least, like, I wake up the next day. It's, like, it's kind of a downer. Like, you – coming off that old boy like oh this is reality again so i would be like in a little funk in the mornings and the only thing i need to do to fix that would be to take another one so you know like all weekend i'm a little like up and down and like we have a fine weekend i have a huge heart to heart with her sister like explain everything to her but then her sister's like telling me these other things that were just like kind of frustrating like to hear that i don't even need to get into and like you know, telling me, like, I ruined her Halloween when, like, I had that episode on the SSRI, and I was like, what? So you didn't even want to go out that night, like, whatever. Anyway, like, all these little things that, like, I start to overthink, and, um, you know, by the end of the weekend, I'm like, shit, like, I'm in a bad spot, and I'm, like, overthinking, like, one main thing, but I couldn't really pinpoint it, like, what's giving me the most stress. She ends up coming to New York a few weeks later, like, finally to visit me, um, for, like, my friend was in town, like, with his fiance and like well I wanted her to hang out with them too and they loved her that week and they were like she's amazing like but I was like kind of spiraling all weekend still still dealing with uh anxiety with edibles and um her dog was here too of course but they had brought their dog up too so it was kind of nice they got to play and stuff and anyway like I don't know what was wrong and she was full blown, like expecting me, like when she left, like I came to New York, that was a huge step for me. You told me if we want to do this, we need to like, you know, take turns visiting each other. And I finally like broke through that barrier and I felt good about it. And I just thought you were going to ask me to be your girlfriend finally, like officially, because I told her I didn't want to like make it official until like we both felt comfortable because mm-hmm. I was still dealing with my anxiety shit. But, um, <sighs> Sorry, Alana. I, you, I hope you're you doing can great. edit the fuck out of this. But, you're doing great. But, um, 
Yeah, basically, also for everyone listening, this is my first time doing anything like this, and I would never fucking do this, but as Alana's told you, she was basically my therapist for months, so I owe her this and, like, endless sushi because she loves sushi, (laughs) and yeah, like, I definitely owe her the sushi, but a lot of sushi. I will say, I will say, you did the nicest thing in the world for me. I got dumped in the middle of quarantine, like, the heart of COVID when people were not interacting with other humans and he drove uh, to my parents house in Westchester New York with sushi to make me feel better because I was not eating I was so upset I wanted nothing in the world and he drove and dropped off sugar fish for me which was truly one of the nicest things a friend has ever done yeah my ex-girlfriend was like you're driving all the way there to drop sushi off to this girl is like trust me like Alana is one of my good like best girlfriends like she's done so much for me like it's the least I could do and I was like, I'm going to be in and out. Like, I'm not even going in her house. Like, it's just like, whatever. But like, I could see how my ex was like, that's a, that's a lot to do for someone. But no, I was like, yeah, you told me not to story it because you didn't want to make her feel uncomfy. And I was like, I get that. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. But no, it was just like a nice gesture. You deserved it. And I didn't have much going on. So I was like, go cheer her up. Um, it was nice. I appreciate good, it. Good to do things for people. What were we talking about? Um, oh, yeah. I think I was in a long distance relationship um, <laughs> and suffered from anxiety. And shit. Okay. So she asked, she she thought that you were going to ask her to be her, yeah, she, your girlfriend again. She basically like called me when she got in the car and she's like, I just like need to know what's up. And like, I was already feeling a little better that she was gone because I think like it was because I wasn't really approaching this like one subject that was giving me the most anxiety. And the main thing was like, and I've now like realized this, there's so much pressure on me because we were about to do, you know, like 10 more months long distance or something. And uh, then I would graduate and then we were just going to move somewhere together. And I was like, at that point, we would have only spent like, I don't know, maybe six months together in person, including like the first three and a half months before COVID. So that was like so much pressure on me to be like, this girl's just going to up and move with me after like this. And like, it just felt like a lot. And like, I hadn't been talking to her about it. Like she didn't need to bring it up because she felt so comfortable and like confident with where we were at. And she was like, you know, since then she's just like, I just feel like I'm so much more emotionally attached and like, so ready to do this with you than you are. And like, I'm like, I can't really argue that, but I'm like, like I am still here. Like I do love you. Like I do want to try and figure this out. It's just obviously so hard with our situation but, um, yeah, she, uh, so I started talking to her about that and I was just like, I want to try and like, I can't even lie to, to your listeners. Like I was pretty much at that point, like I need a few days, but I might break up with her in like two or three days. Like I just like needed to put it all out there for her. And like, I kind of told her like something along the lines of like, we need to make some sort of change to for this to work for me better. And I like, you know, one of the main changes I ended up needing to make was like, to not fucking treat my anxiety with edibles um it's just could help yeah it's stupid as hell but um you know another change was like I just needed to talk to her about stuff and anyway I was like let's like talk to people like see what they think about it and like but like obviously considering our past she was like that made her very scared like she was like oh, like so like I basically was saying like we need to break up if we can't figure something out so like, she talked to her family they were like he doesn't know what he wants get the hell out of there and I was my solution was like I'm gonna ask her to move back to the city with me and like you know she was thinking about it for a few weeks and like everyone in her family she had like her grandma's birthday like everyone she talked to was like he really doesn't know what he wants and i was like i was like yeah like i like i do but i don't i just like i want to 
I want to be with you, but I want to figure out a way it works better. So I was like, I see what they're saying, but like at the same time, you know, whatever. But um, asked her to move to the city with me. She was being like a little distant here and there. And then like, you know, a week later, she finally brought up to me that she was like so stressed out about the conversation because like for me, how it went, I was like, yes, I know where my head was at where like I was like, I might break up with her in a few days. But like, I felt like I had worded it in such a way that it was like, let's try and figure out a better way for us to do this so that we can try and make it work. Mm-hmm. It, like, cause if not, like, I don't know how it's going to work, but she just took it as like a terrible thing. Like basically saying, Oh, she she said that she thought I said like, we need to take a step back and reevaluate us. Like, and that's all she took from it, which like, I could see how that would be scary. <laughs> um, but yeah, so she ended up breaking up with me. And, you know, I went into, like, a little panic mode again. I was like, how can I make this work? Like, I can make my school schedule so I only have class on, like, two days a week and, like, spend more time in D.C. with her. Uh, but anyway, I don't know. She was not about it. And my older brother just moved into the city with my parents. And, like, I was, like, not in the best spot. I was, like, kind of sleeping all, all weekend. Like, I was a little sick, like, just from whatever. I had a bug or something. But, like, I was just, like, staying in and, like, sleeping and just going out to dinner with them. And I would say within like a week and a half, I had like done a good job just convincing myself that our situation was so fucked that like just wasn't going to work. So I was like starting to feel better finally. And fast forward like two weeks down the road, she calls, she texts me like, Hey, I'm really not doing well. I'm not sleeping. I'm not eating. Like, I I don't know what to do. I, I just need to talk to you. So she calls me. I'm still doing well. I'm like going into this call. Like I'm fine. And you know, like it was just simple. She was like, I want to get back with you. But I was like, I was like, Taylor, like what's changed? Like nothing's changed. We're still going to be long distance. You're still going to be in your parents' house. You're still going to be with your sister. Like I'm trying to figure out my like mental health stuff at least. So that's changing. But like, anyway, I don't know. She, uh, she like got the point on the call that like we weren't going to get back together. But I was like, she told me she was going to be in town for like a wedding at the end of the month. I was like, listen, like, if anything, we at least owe it to ourselves, like, because we haven't communicated well this whole time to, like, just meet in person and communicate while you're here and just, like, talk it out. And um, she basically told me on a call, too, she was like, I would move back to the city for you, like, as much as I don't want to, like, I would move there for you to be with you. And I was like, you can't move here just for me. That's, like, too much pressure. That comes back to the pressure of, like, you're moving somewhere else just for me. I was like, I want you to be here because you want to be here. Like you want to be in the city, like with me, not just for me. And anyway, um, she came for that wedding. We had like a great talk in our hotel, like the Sunday after. And like, it was like great though, because I was like, holy shit, we can't communicate like when we want to. And like when we have to, and like we were communicating well and we were on the same page a lot. So it was like, I'm coming to DC for like a concert in like a month. Maybe we talk about it again. Like, like think about you actually moving here, but Anyway, um, she ended up going to getting an apartment again in D.C. And she, like, told me she thought about me the whole time. And she was just, like, I figured if it worked, like, I'll only have, like, four months left on my lease when you graduate. If it's if this is going to work out. And I just didn't want to resent you because I moved back to the city. And I was, like, I get that. Like, whatever. And I thought that was going to be, like, the end of it. Like, we're done. Like, I'm not going to make this work. But then I was, like, well, shit. Like, things have changed. Like, sure, it's still distance. But, like, she's out of her parents' house. She's not with her sister. I've made a lot of progress. I actually have, like, a real therapist who, like, like dissects what I'm telling her and is, like, I feel like this is what you're, like, is, you know, like, 
happening and like I've never had that and it's like been so beneficial to me and you can plug your CBD here because I've been taking CBD and it's been like very helpful to me. I don't know if it would help me if like I saw her in person, but like I've tried like I've probably spent like $400 on CBD in the past like two months, like trying to figure out like which thing works for me because like it comes in different forms. Like you could take a pill, which like didn't work that well for me. Didn't love that. Then there's uh, tinctures where you like put CBD oil under your tongue, which like they've been great, but like a little not my thing. And then there's uh, just the edibles, which like I have been working great for me with no THC. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't know, Alana. I just keep talking. No, it's good. Well, so where are you truly at now? And do you think that in the future it could work out? Do you think that in the future, after after everything, you want to see it through and to see it work out, or do you think that? There's just been too much. Um, I don't think there's been too much. I think it just would come down to a matter of if I want to be with her or not. And, you know, like I like I said, I went to that concert, which was like a week ago now, uh, out in D.C. And, you know, we, we uh, oh, shit. Yeah, I guess this is a good story, too. Um, I, like, I had been in D.C. for the first time, like, not during COVID, like, when it was, like, more open, and, like, I was, like, holy shit, I like it here, and I do have friends there, and I was, like, holy shit, like, our mutual friends that introduced us, we were, like, barely hanging out with them when I used to visit, and I was, like, I love hanging out with them, like, this is great, and I was, like, okay, like, D.C. is actually not that terrible of a spot, I don't mind visiting here, and I, like, wanted to see her, and, like, her best friend who, like, is on, like, who introduced us, I, like, saw her on last Friday and like we were having a couple drinks and she was like, I like kind of gave her a little bit of background on it. And she was like, I think you should text her. Like I'm in full support of this. Like I get you were dealing with like all that stuff. And like, you know, like I can't imagine she won't see you. She's coming in today for like my birthday. But I was like, she might just want to have a girl's night. She ended up, yes, wanting to have a girl's night and then like didn't even text me back. And then the next morning I was like, maybe she'll see me in the morning. And then like, I saw she was like, we still share each other's locations, which is like probably not healthy, but that's not great. Yeah. And she like went to, uh, she was going back to her parents' place because she hasn't moved in yet. And she's moving in like next week. And, uh, what's it called? Um, she was, she texted me then, like I texted her friend. I was like, well, like, I guess that really freaking backfired. And like, while I was texting her friend, she's like, yeah, I didn't really get what she was saying, but she wanted to have a girl's night. And like, I'm not really sure what like her concern is about you guys. Like, it didn't really make sense. So then like, as like, she sent me that, like my ex Taylor sent me a text like, Hey, sorry. Like I wanted to have a girl's night, but, uh, like I had to get a ride home back to my parents with my sister and she was leaving now. And I was like, can you just call me for some clarity? And we talked for like 15 minutes before she got home. And she was just like, nothing's changed. Like it was distance. I was giving you so much problems. It was good. Distance was a problem, but like there were all those external factors, like with her family, my anxiety, uh, your sister, like living with her still. So I was just like, a lot has changed. And like, all I wanted to talk to you about this weekend, like if I saw you was just like giving it another shot, like, let me come visit you and just like, see if we feel right together or something. But the problem is like, she does feel right with me. So it's like, like she wants to be with me. And like, for me, like now we're talking a little more, like we've been messaging quite a bit, which is like what I wanted before it happened. But like now I'm, I don't know why I'm kind of like having a little doubt again. And like, I don't know, like, it's not like an anxiety doubt. Cause like 
other CBD helps me with that, but like, it's like a little bit of like, maybe I do just like not like giving up on things and I'm trying too hard to make it work. And like, maybe it's just like not even meant to be, who knows, but I don't know. I'm just trying not to overthink it and just like, feel like I'm thinking very clearly about it, but who knows? Yeah. So that's where we're at. There's one thing you wrote in your letter that you're not going to get mad at me for reading, but I want to, you said, I genuinely don't want to give up on something I care about so much without fighting for it first. And I think my last question for you is like, you've done a lot of fighting for it and you still are, it seems. And in hindsight, like if you could talk to yourself in February or in December after the first breakup or in February after the second breakup, do you stand by everything you did to fight for it? Or does part of you think it would have been better if you had just let it be? Um, I stand by everything without a doubt. I feel like in situations like that, I kind of like weigh the, weigh the situation and like a, what will I regret? And I like 100% would have regretted more if like I didn't keep trying or if I didn't like want to be with her or if I didn't like want to try and end up with her. But like no, no, like definitely stand by everything I did. It's just like in terms of everything I was dealing with, like it might've been beneficial to like maybe focus on myself, like my mental health a little more, but you know, like I made changes and I thought I was on the right path and like, you're not going to get it right the first time. And you know, like it's an ongoing like struggle kind of thing. And like something that I like actually do feel like I'm making way more progress with now. So like, I, that's why I feel a little bit better about like potentially doing it again. But, uh, but yeah, I, I don't, um, I don't regret anything I did. And like you said, like, I, I do care about this girl immensely. It's like, I, I think the world of her, like, I believe in her. Like, I think that she could conquer the world if she fucking wanted to. I think she's just like a hard worker. I think she's the biggest heart. I think she's such a sweet person and like has so much love to give. Um, you know, and like, I think with that being said, like, you can still feel that way about someone. Maybe they're not the right person for you. But I think I'm just, like, very hopeful that, like, maybe if, like, I do visit her in D.C., like, we can kind of, like, be a couple for once on our own and, like, you know, like, focus on ourselves and leave her dog at home sometimes and, like, go to that baseball game or, like, go out with friends and, like, just do all these things that, like, we were doing in the beginning that, like, felt so natural and, like, great with her that, like, we haven't really been able to do now or in a while. And, like, you know, that's where, like, my hope is, but... I. I'm probably knowing me because like I still haven't had the full conversation with her she's gonna want to like she's told me she'll hear me out she just wants to give me like the time of day to like really talk about her and like explain where everything is for me um so like I know I'm gonna get that opportunity it's just like the only concern is like leading her on if like it's you know not what I want but like just so hard to know what you want and like I think like if with everything I've said, it's just like important to know like what I want to do at this moment in time. So I don't know. We'll see, Alana. I feel like I've ruined your podcast and you're going to lose listeners because it's just me talking so much. But. No, stop. Don't worry. There's editing. Don't worry. But no, I. <laughs> Lots of editing. No, I really, I think there's a lot to take away from this. And I think that there will be people listening who have found themselves in a bunch of different situations that you faced. And um, I think it's hard. Like 
it's hard. Everything's a process. Things don't work out the way we want them to. The world changed like completely. And there were so many different factors and like neither of you did anything wrong. You know, all you did was, and all you're still doing is trying to just make it work and trying to make yourselves feel like your best selves and see if that can work together. And, And maybe it will, and maybe it won't, I guess maybe in six months, a year from now, we'll have you back for an yeah. update but no and I'm really proud of you and, and I love that you don't regret fighting for her and I think that's a really important thing yeah, for anyone who wants to fight for someone to know that like if you feel like you need to fight for someone do it like you don't want to look back and regret like oh I could have put it all out there I could have told her how I felt I could have told yeah. him what he meant to me you know but, it, you but if they that. give you a clear answer like that I don't want to be with you or something I think it's time to move on and I don't think you need, I don't think there's any better closure or anything than like someone saying like, they don't want to be with you. Like they want to do something else. Like Milana knows, like I had a girl once who I was seeing for quite a few months, like left for three weeks for a wedding. And we'd been seeing each other like six months. We were like on the verge of dating almost. She came up from the wedding. She was kind of weird. She saw me and then she told me we were going to hang out one night after she just started a new job. And then like, like completely like, just was like, I never said we were going to hang out when like I tried calling her. And then she's like, I don't want to do this anymore. Like over text and I just never responded to her. So I was like, okay, like you don't want to do this. Like, I don't fuck. I'm going to be with you either. Like no problem. Like, Damn, yeah. like I, I like that's if, if Taylor ever said that to me, I would have been like, oh, okay, cool. Like time to move on. We're great. We're dandy. But like the thing was like, I know that there is always like some hope for us. And I don't know. And like, there still is. It's just like, I don't know. It's just it's a lot and she's an amazing girl. So we'll, we'll see what happens and you know, why not, but maybe we should create like a, a Sam, I am Instagram handle for like your, your, oh your uh, listeners to ask long distance relationship advice. We'll have you do a takeover. We'll do an anonymous takeover without a doubt. Yeah. I like, though, they... though I don't know if you're the person to give the advice. I know. Right. <laughs> We, we could do a joint, you and me run a, a Sam I Am relationship advice long distance thing. All right, we'll do it. Everybody look out for that. Yeah. All right. And they can just, I'm going yeah. to shut us both up now. That's <laughs> probably for the best. <laughs> but thank you for doing this. I, I'm, I'm, a pr- I'm proud of you. I really am. And to everyone listening, thank you for tuning in. This has been Seeing Other People Unfiltered. <laughs>